0: Hello, and welcome to the Villain Era podcast. My name is Justine. I am JustFitJustine. If you follow me along on Instagram, yeah, I've kind of not given up, but definitely paused the Villain Era Instagram and TikTok just because it's a lot to share your life on social media. And I already share most of my life on JustFitJustine and to have a whole extra account and to be like, what do I post on which? And then also I'm really just trying to blend like villain era is part of Just Fit Justine and Just Fit Justine is part of villain era. So I'd rather just have them combined, but make sure you're following me on Instagram for all the most up-to-date things, of course. And I am excited to be back this week. I've been a little bit off the game. I know I haven't been as consistent as I should be, but I got some ideas flow and I have a few episodes already flushed out ahead of time. So we're coming at you. Life recap, man, The last time I think I mentioned that I had started to see someone, that is still going well and... The, and this summer was really crazy. I had my dad visit, I had my mom visit. Things have just been super busy and I am really excited for the next couple months of the year to just kind of lock in on my goals, focus and be a little bit more chill. I've really given up this year a lot of travel. That's something that I used to love. And obviously I still do love it. But this year, when I started to look at the things that were important to me, one of the things that really just came up was stability. And I've noticed myself not even necessarily wanting to travel. Even when I've had trips booked, I'm just like, man, I I don't really want to leave because I need that little sense of stability. I need to get things back in order a little bit. I, I think I mentioned I was supposed to go to New York and that trip did get canceled. And that was kind of like, it really sucked because I have not seen those friends in two years and they bought my flight and I had so much guilt around that. But otherwise things are going good. Um, you know, I've mentioned this before, but it's just not as exciting because life updates when you don't have a lot of shitty bad dating stories to give. Today I want to talk on a topic that is near and dear to my heart, unfortunately, and that is love bombing. And I find this topic to be really interesting along with a lot of other things that are just in the social media world where people are getting so crazy about these hot topic of vocabulary and these phrases that are just being overly used, I think Love bombing is one of them. I think narcissist, they just call everyone who's an asshole a narcissist. I think that attachment styles are being simplified like crazy. I think ghosting is being overused. Like all of these terms that are just getting thrown around within the internet and TikTok. And really, when you look at it, it's like, hey, you're actually kind of doing a little bit of a, you know, if you just call everyone a narcissist, you're kind of downgrading and doing a disservice to the people who are actually dealing with narcissists, which is kind of frustrating. And same with love bombing. I think it's really curious that one of the things I've seen is that I tell people about the new person I'm dating and a lot of people go straight to the idea that, oh, is he love bombing you? And that's something where I'm like, man, are we just living in this society where all a guy has to do is be nice? And we're like, it's love bombing. Like it's like gone to that, point of toxicity on the opposite end in spectrum. And then ghosting, I feel like people will be like, oh, I didn't hear from him for three hours. Like that is not ghosting. Also, if after one date, you don't text that person and they don't text you either, that's not ghosting. Sorry, ghosting is if you send the last message that does have some sort of thing that they should respond to and then you never hear from them again. And I would say, you know, at least after a second date, usually when that is actually an issue but anyway while i think the use of it is out of control i also have been very much love bombed drastically in my last relationship and it fucked me up mentally i just looked back and i thought it's part of why i got married because i was like well he was so sure and he was so on it and he just knew that i must be missing something right and really looking back at that hindsight 2020 is that No, that was love bombing and that was manipulative. So it has been really interesting because I understand where the people in my life are coming from now that I'm dating are being like, does this feel love bomby? They're definitely not asking it so much out of a place of judgment, but I think out of a place of concern, a place where they're like, listen, I have seen you go through this. Let's make sure that you're not repeating the same mistakes and creating those same patterns again. And so I thought that was actually in a really amazing topic. You know, I even told my one of my best friends she reached out and I was telling her about some cute stuff this guy did. I'm like, oh, it just feels so great. It's so precious. It's so easy. Cause as you guys know, I have been dating a lot. Not every man has made it easy. And this has just felt really easy and healthy. And like, there's been no game playing. There's no been like wondering, oh, should I text him? Oh, is he gonna call me? Oh, does he want a second date? It's all been so honest and intentional and clear. And my girlfriend just checking on me saying, hey, does this feel love bomb And I was like, honestly, no, but that is an amazing topic for the podcast to dive into. And kind of giving a little bit of backstory of what's going on in my current relationship is, yeah, it just started off like super intentional. He's really made an effort to see me where he has such a crazy schedule because of his career that it's like, hey, if all I have is 30 minutes, I'm gonna give you that 30 minutes, which I feel really grateful for. He also called me on the phone like the third day and he left the cutest voicemail. And someone was like, I don't know, I think calling too soon is kind of like love bombing. I love this. I am not a texter. Like, I do not want someone texting me all day. So if they just want to call me, get that situated, I am good to go on that front. One of the other things he did, and we're gonna dive into this, is he had he's gone on a couple different trips and he's bought me some like cute little gifts. And that's something where people are like, oh, does this feel love bombing? But it's literally like the most thoughtful, adorable things. Like I collect koozies and I collect mugs. And one of our first dates was for us to go watch the sunset on this cute hill by his place. And so he bought us a blanket to go watch the sunset and lay on it for the next time. And I was like, oh my God, and I was so excited. And he literally looked at me and was like, girl, it's like a $15 blanket, Is is your bar that low? And I was like, yes, yes it is. And I'm like, it's not even about the money or anything, but it's the fact that you didn't have to do this and you just thought of me and you got something. And he was even telling me about, you know, I was looking at some other stuff and I just thought, Justine's a practical lady. I should get her something she can actually use, which I actually loved that he didn't just buy me some sort of knickknack or something, but a blanket that we can use together. And then also he was very upfront about, expressing his intentions. I think a lot of times we're kind of t- sit there and we have to wait and we're like what is this guy looking for? And you know, we were 3 weeks in and he even said he said no it's been only 3 weeks, but I do want to say that my intention is to move this towards dating and towards a relationship. And so I really liked that. And then he also gave me this really beautiful compliment about just how I like benefited his life and also he tells me I'm pretty all the time. Oh, I love it. Um <laughs> So like just some things that I've like been telling my friends where they're like, hey, how are you feeling about all of this? Let's check in. And actually one of the things I've checked in with my therapist too is Okay, you're saying all these things he likes all these things he does But what do you like about him? Because I have definitely been someone who has just dated people because they liked me and I'm really sat back and be like No, these are things I really like about him too. So when we dive into that, you know, what like I think the first question people have to answer to understand why this doesn't feel like love bombing is what is love bombing? Because love bombing is not just being nice to someone. It's not just expressing emotions and showing how you feel. Love bombing is a form of emotional abuse. It is psychological, And it's often disguised as excessive flattery, like being extra kind, over communicating intense feelings for you. So it's not saying, hey, I like you. I hope this moves towards dating. It's saying, I love you. You're the love of my life. It was love at first sight. Showering you with unwanted or extravagant, unneeded gifts. Really early and intense talks about the future. And so it's more of that. It's really important that you realize that it's not just again, the kindness, but it has that manipulation factor in it. And why do people love bomb? Well, not always the case, but oftentimes people who love bomb are narcissists. That is often tied together. And again, I don't just mean someone who's an asshole or someone can have narcissistic tendencies, but narcissists. And it's also often associated with an anxious or insecure attachment style. So that's really like, if you notice someone and I can look back at my ex who's so anxious with his attachment style, and they have this need for control, a need for power, and also they find that it boosts their own self-esteem. Really like a lot of this can be derived from, you know, a person's insecurities, their inability to trust and depend on others. Um, And a lot of times as well, you can, look back and say, was there some sort of unresolved childhood trauma, right? Like that's not an excuse for everything. It's 2023, you can go to therapy if you have some unresolved trauma. But when we look at attachment styles, a lot of times we're looking at, what was your attachment to your parent? Because that was the first relationship we have in our life. And so if you have like a fear of abandonment, if you had a really unstable past, um, or you just had things where you like really lacked emotional regulation, those are other things that might then show up in love bombing, where you're trying to say like, hey, put all of this love on someone. And that makes them think that they're not going to leave or like, I'm gonna get them to stay and I'm gonna feel safe. Like they're gonna feel like we're safer together and it's all really trying to boost their self-esteem and make them feel more secure. And that's really not how you build security, right? So what did this look like in my last relationship? Because it was, when I think back about it, it was crazy. I literally remember the Taylor Swift song came out when we started dating and it was said, it's gonna be forever or it's gonna go down in flames. My beautiful singing voice. (laughs) And I knew, I remember telling my roommate Kelsey at the time and I said, this is my relationship. I was like, this is either, because it was so intense right from the start. I was like, this is either gonna be forever or it is going to end so, so badly. And (laughs) predicted that, right? One of the first things that comes up is definitely gift giving with an ulterior motive. I don't know if you can hear the cat uh, cat eating the food in the background, but we met. So a little bit of a backstory. We both worked for the same company and we met, I lived in Chicago, he lived in New York and we met in the New Orleans office. So when we first met, we were not living in the same city. So we met that weekend, he tried to make a move. I was like, no, sir, we worked together. I tried to friend zone him. And then he just, we just started talking. We started talking on the phone and he, he was just very, very into it right away. And so in between that time where we met, which was Labor Day weekend, and then I did not go visit him until October at some time. My birthday had happened and he sent me, we were not dating, we hadn't seen each other. We had not gone on a date, like a very extravagant birthday gift that had a, letter printed out about our horoscope signs and it was highlighted about how like the passion we were supposed to have and all of this stuff that we we were not there in this like we hadn't been on a date yet so at first I was like oh this is so adorable I'm like uh eh, kind of crazy and then as the relationship progressed there was a lot of buying jewelry for me which don't get me wrong what girl doesn't like someone to buy jewelry but it was always like his choice his pick and then he would get this jewelry and he always would be like well the jewelry is so that it can get passed down to my daughter and so i was like well this isn't really a gift that i want because i would always be like i want to go to a new restaurant i want to sit and drink wine and order whatever i want And that's what I want for my birthday. Like not necessarily like a ring from Tiffany's, which is not exactly my style. It kind of just became something where I'm like, okay, if you're going to keep buying me jewelry, I'm at least going to pick it out first because we're not getting away from that. Excessive complimenting. So there was literally when I finally went to go visit, I was there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three days of us hanging out. And he told me he loved me. He was like, I love you. And I literally looked at him and I was like, this is not love, this is lust. And I knew, I was like, this is crazy. And I should have listened. And he started telling me that he was gonna marry me then. Like that is crazy. Again, things like talking about the future when it feels way too early, you know, right away, he wanted me to skip Thanksgiving with my family and come to his, we hadn't even been dating. I'm like, I don't even see my family. Like that is a way of kind of removing you from people that you're close to in your life and making sure that they kind of get to control who you're spending time around. And then not respecting boundaries. This man went through my phone the very first weekend I visited, like within hours of me being there. He picked me up from the airport. We went back to his place. I had to shower because it was Friday night, we were going out. And while I was in the shower, he went through my phone. No, no boundaries whatsoever. If that's where you're starting things from. He was also super overly affectionate in public and I a lot of times it made me feel really uncomfortable and I'd be like, stop, stop. And I'd like maybe like push him away. And to the point where, again, ask my best friend, people did not want to be around us. It was uncomfortable. I'd be like, please stop. And it was a huge fight. You will not reject me in person. This is so embarrassing. If I want to kiss you, I'm going to kiss you. But hey, you still get to have bodily autonomy and boundaries even if someone is your boyfriend or your girlfriend. And I wish I had realized that because guess what? That just went from kissing to way further down where he thought he had rights to everything, right? And then also things like guilt tripping, like anything anything that I did, it was always my fault. Oh, I did all of this, things like that. Making, playing the victim. And also hot and cold, that can feel super, Um, You know, one day we got into a fight and he gave me the silent treatment, left me for so long. And then I got to my hotel and he was in my hotel with flowers, which again, so that's a lot of the things I went through in my own relationship. But I do want to talk about how you can tell if it's love bombing, right? Because again, maybe you're just going through a relationship and you're like, I don't know. Like, is this love bombing or is this... Is this natural and I think that it can be really hard to understand love bombing or see it accurately because especially in the media, we really glamorize fucked up relationships a lot. Like, listen, I like sex in the city, but Carrie and big were terrible. They were so bad together. He left her at the wedding. Come on. (laughs) Um, the notebook guys, Noah wrote her a letter every single day, unanswered for a year and then built her a house. If a man texted you every single day for a year and you never responded, would that not be insane? It would be kind of insane. Chuck and Blair, again, love them, love. Dan and Serena, he was Gossip Girl the whole time, manipulating it all, you know? Like we love these couples, but they're still so toxic. And so I think that a lot of times we think this is normalized and we can't necessarily see it when it's right in front of us in our face. Also, if you're like me and my girlfriends and you're used to just going on a lot of shitty dates, maybe someone comes in and they love bomb you and you're like, oh, wow, this is great. Why doesn't everyone love me this much, right? It could just feel like this is what I deserve. It can maybe feel like someone is finally treating me right. But I think if you kind of look at this and say, is this more of a simmering fire or is this a raging wildfire right like those are gonna be the big differences where that raging wildfire where i can look back i'm like it's gonna go down in flames like that was a clear indicator versus the person i'm seeing now moved i mean we've spent a lot of time together but moved slowly moved slowly about opening up to certain things moved slowly in terms of physicality, and taking our time with getting to know each other here a lot. The more you can take your time in a relationship, allow things to do a slow burn, that works really well. If you're also wondering, am I getting love bombed? You know, Have a conversation with an outside perspective. I'm sure if I had listened to my best friend a little bit more, she'd been like, this is kind of weird. Um, And then also have a conversation with that person. This is something I totally missed where if you bring up like, hey, this makes me feel uncomfortable, right? Where I'm like, hey, like the kissing in the PDA makes me feel uncomfortable. And that gets shut down, that gets argumentative, that gets combative, probably a sign of love bombing versus someone who's gonna sit there and take the feedback and respect your boundary healthily. Another thing, they put you on a pedestal and then they mistreat you. This is, oh, like I read that and I was just like, That is my life, that is what I went through. It was like, you're perfect, you're beautiful, you do all of this, but then the worst treatment, right? And it creates almost that cycle of abuse that I've talked about in other episodes. I think also trusting your gut. If something feels off, it probably is. If something feels like this is too good to be true, it probably is. Um, And then I have some warning phrases, which I thought these were really interesting to listen to. So, you're the only one who truly understands me. You're perfect. I can't imagine my life without you. I'll change for you. I'll do anything for you. I want to spoil you. When I'm with you, I just can't help myself. That was a big one when I was like, Can you chill on the PDA? I was like, I just can't help myself. I just want to touch you. You're my girlfriend. My ex was a psycho. Ladies, if a man is saying that to you, I'm sure there are some exes that were psychos, but listen, if that's what he's saying to you and he's not saying, Hey, like, having an objective talk about it. That's a red flag. I just wanna be with you all the time. They're trying to control who you spend your time with. Essentially like these phrases are really creating a sense of dependency. And so it's like, oh, like you're my one and only. Versus that's not a healthy relationship. You know, a healthy relationship is a balance of you being there for each other and you having your own lives as well. So I want you to think about how much do you really know about this person and is this person respecting your boundaries? And do you need to slow it down a little bit on the relationship front? Because that's always totally fine. And that's something that I have been noticing as well as I've been dating is, hey, there's just sometimes where it come up and it's like six weeks in and I'm like, you know what? I'm still getting to know this person. As happy as it is, as great as it is, you're like, okay, I'm still getting to know this person. I don't know everything about them yet. And that's not necessarily bad. It's really good to slowly get to know people and get to accept them for who they are. But just kind of remember, like, don't try to get so wrapped up in a whirlwind. And then some of the warning signs that I feel like I saw, obviously other than like the things I went through, but I feel like some more tangible warning signs were, Conflict with other people. As soon as we started dating, there was already conflict with another girl from my office, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, why are you bringing me into fights?" And there was a lot of other people I knew that didn't like him. Like, I should have listened to that. There was a lack of trust, obviously, with him going through my phone. Uh, Temper—that was a huge one. And then what I see now in like my current dating situation, where I don't feel like there are warning signs, and kind of the opposite, you know, signs of I'm like, okay, he's just a nice person is like, one, he is simply just a good person. Like the way I have seen him treat every other person he interacts with, it's not just me. Gossiped about something and he's just like, hey, you know, they're doing the best they can. I'm not gonna say anything about them. Like, it's just so sweet. I think also with the gifts he's been given, there's been no ul- ulterior motive behind them. They haven't been extravagant. Um, they've just been really thoughtful, which I've loved. And then also like none of our dates have been over the top trying to impress me. They've been amazing. They've been spending time together. But like my favorite times is like when we just sit and talk. But um, we have gone on a nice dinner. But we've done a lot of food trucks. We've gone swimming. We've gone, you know, Margarita Festival is fun. But we've done a lot of things that are just chill and us hanging out together. Not where he is just like overtly trying to impress me. He asked my permission for a lot of things, which I really respect. Like he's always like when he's posted photos of me, he's like, is it okay? Um, I really appreciate that. And as I mentioned, we've kind of taken our time. We took our time intimately. And then also we both have our own passions and life. Like he has a career. I have a career. We do our own stuff. And then we come together where it's not like, Oh my God, this all has to be one. And like, everything has to be the same and melded together. So with all that being said, if you are listening to this and you're like, damn, I'm going, I'm getting love bombed, or I'm going through this as well. Um, Some of the things you can definitely do is, you know, talk to a therapist, create a safe space, um, or reach out to a friend that maybe is, you know, non-judgmental, and it is like a clear head, ask what they're doing, but ultimately, guys, if if you are getting love bombed this is a form of manipulation this is a form of an emotional abuse and i want you to remember that you should stop communicating with anyone that's trying to manipulate you um so really and then in the future avoiding love bombing moving forward is being aware of your own vulnerabilities being aware of your attachment styles so are you doing something with your attachment style are you also anxiously attached where you're like dying for someone to just cling to you is there a way that you can start to feel more secure so you're not looking for that outside validation from another person? So I hope this was a little bit more clarifying. I also realized I talked about this from the perspective of a woman getting love bombed, but women can love bomb men as well. That is still common. And ultimately it's just really deciding to be like, you know, does the relationship feel healthy or not? And I think a lot of times we're gonna look back on things and say maybe that was a red flag or they always say the things that are little in the beginning, those become the big things in the end. So just being more cautious, taking your time in relationships and really trusting your gut. I think that's, you know, trusting your intuition comes back to so many of these topics. So. I hope you guys are having a great week. Please let me know if this episode resonated with you. If you listen to it, tag me. Um, please leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple, and I will talk to you all soon.